This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. You're listening to Be Kind Rewind with Tim Nidell, taking you back to when movies were actually good. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? When music wasn't auto-tuned. When TV only had a few channels. And now, here's your host, Tim Nidell. What is going on, everybody? As you can tell by our brand new intro, this is Beacon Rewind with Tim Nidell, which is me, of course, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Gary Lane. How's it going, everybody? How are you doing, How's Gary? How's it going, Tim? They can't answer me. They you can't. Can. Well, they can, but they might seem a little crazy, I guess, if, they, <laughs> if they're answering you while they're working or something in the cubicle. I'm doing good, Gary. Good. That's what they're good. saying right now. I'm doing good. And then their boss turns around like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I am doing very well myself. How are, how are you doing, Gary? You know, it's it's a high stress week in a lot of different ways, but I'm I'm glad to be here talking to you. It's a good distraction from everything. Amen to that. So today's episode is going to be fairly different, I think, from what we're going to be putting out there for this show. Uh, this show is pretty much just going to be a get to know us episode. You know, last episode we had the amazing Don Felder on from the Eagles. And uh, I think this episode we're just going to kind of explain to you more about this show, more about us, more of what you should expect from here on out about the show. All right. I am excited to uh, dive into this episode and see, uh, lear- learn a little bit about each other that we probably already know. <laughs> yeah. We've known each other for what? I don't know. Uh... It feels like forever, but I really don't know. Yeah. I, I know. It's been at least seven years. Yeah, probably. Something like that. Probably. We've been, <laughs> we've been slept in the same bed together. That's, that's true. <laughs> a couple of times. Uh. <laughs> I guess we can talk about that on a future episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, we, yeah. We've only been around each other, what, like four or five times in person? But yeah. this time has been a very memorable experience for one reason or another. So Absolutely, man. But we can talk about that on other shows, I guess. Uh, like I said, this show is going to be all about getting to know us and the show. And let me just tell you a little bit about the show, Be Kind Rewind. Very similar to the one I, we already do, Saturday Morning Rewind. But that show mainly focuses on my childhood and the cartoons and animation that I loved as a kid. This show is going to be pretty much the same thing, just avoiding a lot about animation because I can keep that on my own show over there. So this, this one's going to be about movies I adored as a kid, um, actors I loved. I'm going to do celebrity interviews with many of them, I hope. Going to talk about music that I'm really excited to talk about because we don't get to do that on my show. We do it every now and then for animation, like intros or animated feature films, stuff like that. But music is a huge part of my life. I know, Gary, for you too, I mean, you're a musician. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, and we we've been kicking around some of these ideas for a long time. So it'll be nice to actually have a a format where we can do exactly because we wanted to kind of start our own little network of Saturday morning rewind up um, shows like that and do more movies or maybe '90s you know stuff to talk about. 
And that's what this show is going to do. It's going to fill that void, talking about movies, celebrities, music. We might dabble in some video games, but we do that on our show as well. So who knows where this is going to lead us. But I'm very excited to see where this show goes. And uh, As am I. As for the hosts, I'm your host, Tim Nadell which you might know that already. Gary Lane is joining me. You'll be on most of the episodes, I believe. If you can, if you can't, I'll try to yeah. I'll try to replace you, Gary. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going to try to be there, but I know, you know, once a week can get a little tough for recording sometimes, but not when there's a pandemic going on. So. <laughs> and I am working from home now as of 2 weeks ago. So it's yep. not so hard for me to uh settle down in my little recording booth here and record and which is nice. It's yeah. not going to be it's not going to be a permanent thing which I'm okay with. You know, working from home it it's got its perks, but I kind of hate sitting here all the day, you know. I don't yeah. want to I don't want to do fun things at my desk when work is over with. Yep, I know I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, if you can if I can pan the camera over, right now we're not recording video for the show, but I have four monitors at my desk. I look like I'm operating for NASA or something. And uh, when I got this desk just like three weeks ago, before I had to work from home, I didn't expect to fill it up with four monitors. So it's kind of kind of cramped right now. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that on the show. <laughs> I did want to get to know us a little bit more, though. Gary, our show is about going back, you know, and not necessarily reliving your childhood, but looking back at your childhood the kind of stuff you love doing as a kid, kind of stuff you love listening to and, and watching as a kid. And I, I was just thinking, I don't know this about you, Gary. Did you have any nicknames when you were a kid? <laughs> uh, actually, no. I really, I really didn't. Um, I, at one point, I feel like somebody tried to start Garrison as a nickname, but it never <laughs> stuck. Uh, because why take a really short name and make it longer? You know, like yeah. Gary is already the nickname to. It, it fits very well. Yeah. Uh, some people called me Gare just to shorten it. Yeah. Um. I guess I guess the only real nickname I had was Gary Junior because my dad's also a Gary. So. Yep. That that was about it. So if if I was a bully and I went to your school, I would totally totally call you Gary Lame. Oh, now I never got that. <laughs> That's surprising. You must have been a cool kid, though, because maybe they didn't make fun of you. I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Gary Lame. No, I was just always one of the tallest kids in my class, and even though I'm not threatening, nobody really picked on me for that That's funny, because I was the shortest kid in my class, (laughs) and everybody picked on me. Actually, no, I wasn't really picked on until middle school. Damn you, middle school years. Mm. I I had a very good elementary, you know, upbringing in, in Reno and Sparks, Nevada, I don't remember very many bullies that tormented me. So, and for yeah, me, it's weird. Go ahead. Uh, my my school my school I started uh, at, at at a private school, and when I started in third grade, third grade was the highest grade that school had. And each year that we progressed, they added a year. So I never had to deal with older oh. people until tenth grade. So that's probably how I avoided most of that. Nice. All right. Well, it is time for our first commercial break. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. And welcome. 
welcome back to Beacon Rewind with Tim Nidale and Gary Lame. <laughs> that's your that's your new nickname, by the way. <laughs> if you don't have Damn, the .com already that. paid for after this, I'm going to be so mad at you. <laughs> Gary <dot> Lame. <laughs> it is welcome back, and like I said, this show is going to be all about getting to know us, get, getting to know the show, what to expect, and everything. So I thought this first segment here will be about movies that we both enjoyed watching as we were kids or just as you know, let me kind of explain this the show is going to be we're going to be talking about things that are from 1999 and older so if it's beyond 2000 don't expect to talk about it unless one of our celebrity guests talks about it or comes on the show to promote something that's when we'll talk about it but for the most part, everything we we'll be, should be talking about is going to be older than 1999, which I was 19 back in 1989. So I was, Gary, you were what, 16, 15, 12, I'm, 10. I, I'm drawing a blank here. I, I <laughs> uh, it wasn't. I, I don't know. It, <laughs> we don't have the time for me. To do we don't. That. So this first segment is going to be. It's about, a good thing I'm an accountant. <laughs> Let's talk about movies that we loved as a kid. This this segment I can fill yes. hours upon hours. So I, we'll, we'll revisit this many different episodes. I, I would imagine. Um, for me, I'm gonna take you guys yeah. back in time, literally, and in the movie. Um, my favorite movie of all time is Back to the Future. I talk about this all the time on, on the podcast and online, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we even went to a, a convention. Was it last year or two years ago? Two years ago, right? Right. Two years ago. We went to just because they're having... I, I think it was last year. Was it last? Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> we went there. I went there only because oh, no. the cast of Back to the Future <laughs> was there. And so I flew from Montana mm-hmm. to Orlando just to go see them. And as a kid, I remember the very first time I watched Back to the Future, I would have been five years old. No, six years old, actually because it was during the home video release. I didn't watch it in theaters. Right. We, we watched it because my mom rented it. She come home, she came home after work, and I remember, I, I, it's so weird, his memories. I remember her opening the door with the this cartridge in her hand. It's like, hey, kids, we're going to watch a movie. I don't remember exactly what she said, but something along that line. And uh, right. we watched it, and that is my first memory of watching any movie ever. Like, I don't remember any other movie before that time. Hmm. It's so weird. I remember just sitting there just loving that movie. And I've probably seen it, I don't know how many times, at least 300 or more. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. Right. Like, I watch it at least once a month. <laughs> and I have not ever stopped. Huh. They just released it on 4K. And I'm so tempted to buy it on 4K. Even though I own two different versions yep. of VHS, I own DVD, two different versions of Blu-ray. And now, do I really need a 4K? You got the animated series, too. I do have the animated series. But I do think I need to buy it in 4K. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? And and when they release the animated series on Blu-ray, of course, you got to get that. Oh, it's true, because it's not on Blu-ray. It's on DVD. Man. <laughs> what about you, Gary? What is one of your earliest <laughs> memories or favorite movies from, from a kid? Well, it's not one of my earliest memories. But if we're talking about movies that I've seen the most, it would have to be... Uh, from 1994, Dumb and Dumber. Um, I, I can't tell you why, but I've seen that movie. I actually, I don't know if I've ever said this any to anyone besides my wife, but there was a year where I tried to watch that movie every day when I was younger. <laughs> when, 
I think I've made it for maybe, I don't know, maybe a month, if that. But, you know, I've seen it probably as many times as, as, as you've seen Back to the Future, just watching that tape over and over and over again. And I can't tell you why, but it just, it's, it's always been one of those that resonated with me. It is a great movie. I can't tell you why either, but it is a great movie. I know I've seen it at least, I've seen it at least 20 times, which is a good amount of times to watch a movie, Mm -hmm. I think. You know, I haven't seen it every day for my whole life, but I've seen it at least 20 (laughs) times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild. I I remember I went to a, 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 a job interview and the guy that was asking the questions he was like uh you know he's asking all the typical questions and then he's like i'm gonna ask one to throw you off he's like what's your favorite movie and i answered dumb and dumber and he said why and i said because it takes a lot of intelligence to make a movie that's that about two dumb people that smart and uh needless to say i didn't get the job but i was pretty <laughs> proud of my answer <laughs> the guy who said back to the future got the job i'm sorry I probably did, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's a good one to have, though. It's, it's I remember I remember the first time I watched that one too. We rented that one too. I remember we didn't go to the mm-hmm. theater and all, but I do remember because back in those days, Jim Carrey was just everywhere, you know. He was. And he was one of my favorite yeah. that, comedic actors back in those days too. So yeah, he's he's so good. We were watching uh, some in living color segments. And oh God, like, he is so so good. Yeah, and 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 things that he does. Our our local uh, video rental store went out of business last year, and uh, mm-hmm. they were selling everything like super cheap. Everything was like a dollar, two dollars, and I got every single DVD of *A Living Color* for like two bucks each of the uh, sets. Okay. So yeah, I've been watching those too. They're fun to go back and watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It couldn't make it nowadays. Oh God, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, they could not. But um. <laughs> But to your point, I remember when I first saw Back to the Future as well, because I think the first time I saw it was through a, a McDonald's promotion. If you remember yes. when McDonald's did like VHS They tapes, did. Like, we, I remember my mom buying it for me and, yep. and watching it. That's how we bought it too, was through McDonald's. We also mm-hmm. got Field of Dreams. And I think yep. Dances with Wolves, was that one of them too? Maybe not. I can never remember. I think there were five. And yeah. I can never remember what the other. I remember for sure Field of Dreams were. and Back to the Future because we got both of those at the same time, too. But yeah, I remember that. It's like a dollar yeah. or so just to get the VHS. No, it's probably more than that. Yeah. Probably five bucks or so to get the to get the movie. I don't remember. My parents paid for it. It's still cheap, pay. though. It's still super <laughs> cheap. It's cheaper than buying the yeah. meal nowadays at McDonald's. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I, have, I have a family of five. Yeah. It costs us 45 bucks to, for McDonald's <laughs> nowadays. That's crazy. I mean, I think E.T. might have been one of the options. Maybe. Maybe. I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Those good memories right there. See, I'm. that's what the show is yeah. going to be about, just bringing you back. You know, you might not remember these, but it'll spark some kind of memory in your brain. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember when they did that back in the 80s, 90s, 70s, whatever decade we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Other movies, Back to the Future... Um, I was huge into Arnold movies as a kid. Oh yeah, I think that was probably my second. I'm calling that a genre. Arnold movies are a genre on <laughs> itself. <laughs> sure, uh, I was and so. So are Stallone movies. Oh yeah, it was tied. I mean, for they're both. both sort of genres. Exactly. No, yeah. I I love both of them equally. I think I liked Arnold more as a kid, but I like Stallone movies more as an adult. You know? I agree with that one hundred percent. I was just going to say it. <laughs> yeah, but just, yeah, I've been going back through and watching 
Stallone movies recently. And it's oh, just it's, like, you can't it's get great. better than Cliffhanger. Or, Cl- a Cobra is one of my guilty favorites. I yes. love Cobra. I went through like a whole yeah. year of just putting a toothpick, in, uh, not toothpick, but a uh, match in my mouth like he did in the movie. I did that for like a solid year. <laughs> and none of my friends nice. knew what I was doing, <laughs> which means I shouldn't be friends with them. <laughs> that's That's true. <laughs> but yeah Arnold um, I remember I think my first Arnold movie god I don't remember what it was but I do remember the first time I saw Terminator 2 that was same. my first rated R movie I remember watching uncensored you know we actually rented it and my parents mm-hmm. let me watch it without covering my eyes or sending me to my room which they right. did they did quite a bit when I was a kid they did that for Total Recall during the first mm. two minutes with Sharon Stone, they said, Timmy, go to your room. <laughs> and they finished watching it. While I, I remember kind of looking under my door to that you know inch and a half gap. It's like, what can I see? Mm. What can I see? And I was so <laughs> mad they wouldn't let me watch it. And they watch it now, and it's like, mm, I don't know. I guess when you got to the three-boobed lady, they probably yeah. would have kicked me out anyways. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, T2 first, I remember going to school the next day after watching it and just bragging to everybody, ah, I watched Terminator 2 and a couple of us watched it and I was, I was at a private school, Christian school at the time. So it's kind of a big deal, I guess, to watch rated R movies. I don't know. Yep. Uh, what about you? What other movies kind of come to mind when you think about those uh, old days? Well, I, I used to, I, I, I remember kind of speaking of movies that are, we saw maybe before we should have Terminator two was definitely one yeah. for me. My mom didn't understand the rating system. So she rented it for me. <laughs> uh, but I, I loved roadhouse, man. Yeah. Roadhouse yes. Was one of my favorites. Yes. And, uh, I, I always saw it like the dinner in a movie version though. So I never really saw the R rated version until years later. And I was like, oh, it's raunchy. This is, <laughs> it's like it's like skinamax nowadays that's pretty much what roadhouse is and it's easily one of my favorite movies i love roadhouse i i I love patrick's i want to say patrick stewart patrick swayze is one of my favorite (laughs) actors we'll talk about him in another segment soon but roadhouse man i love i love roadhouse and i don't think i even i don't think i even saw it as a I don't remember seeing it until I was a teenager. So I don't remember as a kid even watching the TV, you know, censored version. Yeah, it was it was quite different. But uh, <laughs> that's always the fun part is watching these movies on TV all your life and then finally seeing the uh, yeah. uncut version. It's like, oh. <laughs> like when I watched T1. I watched T1 um, first on TV censored. Then I watched it. And I was like, oh, wow. So that's how she gets pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like I saw I don't remember T two being as vulgar as it was, yeah. but like when I watched it as an adult, I was like, wow, I can't believe that wasn't more impressionable on me <laughs> when I was younger. All right, it's time for another break. We'll be right back talking about our favorite music that we grew up listening to. Back to BeatCon Rewind, part of the Phoenix Media Network. 
Gary, so I decided the next segment we're going to be talking about is the music that we love listening to as a kid. Why don't you take this one first? What did you listen to when you were a kid? Well, I listened to a lot of Christian music as, as a kid, and then that kind of segued into oldies music. Um, my mom, uh, there, there was an oldies station where I grew up called Oldies 93 that played a lot of it was just the most variety of any oldies channel that I've experienced. And I think that it really increased my love for music. It was mostly stuff from the sixties and seventies mm-hmm. and a little bit from the fifties, but nothing really beyond that. So uh, I think, you know, a lot of that influenced who I am uh, and who I became. And then also I was, you know, alive predominantly in the nineties uh, or like really finding my footing predominantly in the 90s. So that is also a decade that means a lot to me musically. Yeah. Uh, how about you? 90s. Uh, 90s is great for music, I think, honestly. I really do think so. We'll do yeah. more episodes about the 90s music, I think. Me, I guess it's very similar to you. I mean, kind of easy listening was my choice of music back in the in the 80s <laughs> i listened to some christian christian music as well do you remember carmen oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my first concert was carmen I was specifically thinking <laughs> that was my first concert was a <laughs> carmen know, concert that's that's probably the same for me if not you know some other like gospel band group that yeah. i don't recall but like carmen's the first <laughs> rock and roll experience I remember. yep for sure big old arenas of course it was free to go to that's why we went at least i think i've seen them like three <laughs> times when i was a kid but yeah besides that right. i listened to the eagles which we talked about in our first episode eagles was huge in my life uh mm-hmm. journey was huge in my life um hmm. what else did i i just remember listening to the radio like all the time when i was a kid like all the time I would even record it on a cassette to play it back sometimes. And I was kind of a kid. I I would call in to the radio stations, request songs. There's a couple of times when I called in not knowing it was a dedication hour. So when I requested this, like, who do you want to dedicate this to? And I was like, um, my mom. (laughs) And I forget what song it was. Probably Michael Bolton. (laughs) But... Um, (laughs) then then she said why do you want to dedicate to your mom I was like "Um, because she helped me clean my room that's a true story (laughs) by the way that's a 100% true story true conversation I had with the DJ when I was probably like 9 years old (laughs) and I really do think it was Michael Bolton because I did like Michael Bolton quite a bit when I was a kid as one does in that time exactly he was huge in the 80s man. I wasn't into the harder rock until the nineties. It wasn't, it wasn't until I think my first harder rock album was Bush 16 stone. Okay. I think that was my first like alternative rock CD that I owned was Bush. Before that, I never listened to poison, never listened to Def Leppard, never listened to Metallica. Even, you know, I was a soft Mm -hmm. rock rock kid and same with you, 60s yep. and 70s music. I love the classic rock stations. I love the Beach Boys. I love listening to Mamas and the Papas and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I agree, and I'm I'm a big fan of. I, actually, I find myself now as I'm getting older, I'm I'm a big fan of the like '60s, '70s, and a little bit '80s R&B, and I think that a lot of. Well, I mean, I, I was born and raised in the South, so beach music is a very big thing around yeah. here too. So most of the beach bands come from the Carolinas, typically South, but. But uh, they they play North Carolina a lot, so a lot of you know the Drifters and the Embers and all these semi-famous uh, beach bands, you know, were always playing around me. So I remember just being very influenced by that. Beach music, I think Beach Boys was my biggest of the beach. You know, it's pretty stereotypical to say, I think, but. Love me some Beach Boys. I had a chance to almost see them in Reno when I was a kid, and I was so mad that we didn't go because it was at one of the casinos outside, and they were announcing that they're bringing in bulldozers worth of um, sand to put where the, where the pit is, where you where you're standing. So it's going to be like a beach concert in Reno, and John Stamos was going to be there too from Full House because he was a Beach Boy at the time. I was so mad right. that we didn't go see that concert. That would have been my first concert instead of Carmen. But no, my parents had to take me to Carmen instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cost was probably in their favor for Carmen. That's, that's so. probably true, too. But still, man, my parents, yeah. they hated me as a kid, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I loved I loved the Beach Boys too. They they were one of my one of my favorites. I mean, wouldn't this be nice? Is probably one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, and uh, it's just it, it's hard to really say what what they meant to me, but but yeah, they were a big one. I'm trying to think of other music. Um, oh, how can I forget? How can I forget Brian Adams? My God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, seriously, yeah. people make fun of him now. Not so much anymore, but they kind of did, especially during the early seasons of, of South Park when they kind of <laughs> talk bad about Canada and everything. But Brian Adams was a huge, huge part of my childhood and, and early teen years. Um, I remember first my first time listening and hearing him, I think, would have been when my parents rented Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And that song right. was just looped everywhere in that movie. And then at the end, yeah. you see the whole music video. On the VHS version, there's a music video of it, of him singing, yep. and it shows clips of the movies and everything. I don't think it's on um, the yep. uh, Blu-ray and DVD releases at all. We were watching that recently on DVD, and it was like, I guess, one of the first releases, because you actually had to turn the DVD over mid Oh, I remember that. And... I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, the movie is not that long. No, it's not. Know? It's not. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, I remember. I remember yeah. hearing that song at the end of it and thinking, this is a, this is a damn good song. And uh, then mm -hmm. I went to my room, turned on my radio, like I always do. Like I said, I was always listening to music, and that song was playing yeah. on the radio as I turned it on. As I think, like oh man, that's awesome. And ever since then, I was hooked. Yeah. I was hooked on that song. Well, it, it was everywhere. It, I mean, was. it was. huge. And, I mean, I wasn't a huge Brian Adams fan as a kid. Uh, my wife was, was, though. So, like, 
through her, I've gotten to love his music yeah. more and seen him in concert and stuff. And, uh, but I mean, even I couldn't deny everything I do. And, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the one with Rod Stewart and Sting. Um, yeah, the the uh, Three Musketeers one, all, all for one. Uh, all for one, yeah, yeah. That one was pretty. Yeah, that was a good popular one. Popular on the yeah. radio too, as I recall. Also, for me, I think Disney music, like Disney oh, for music sure, was a big influence. For sure, I remember. I have a good story about that. We were at a baseball game with a couple buddies of mine, and I had my Walkman with me, you know, and I had my headphones on and everything i remember one of my my friends looking at me was like oh what are you listening to like what are you rocking out to and he kind of stole the headphones from me and it was like beauty and the beast or or little mermaid or something (laughs) and he was like oh okay (laughs) because i used to go i used to go to the library that question yeah i used to go to the library and rent their um cassettes or their their albums and i would just copy it onto my own cassette that's how i got my disney music disney music as a kid (laughs) that's smart yeah yeah i remember back whenever it was probably windows 95 before windows media player was really a huge thing um i would sit there and use the little record feature on the computer so i'd put the cd in and then i would record 60 seconds and then i'd have to hit record again and then the day that I figured out that I could record a blank file that was like six minutes long and then just um, play it back and record onto that six minute file. It was like, wow, this is amazing. It's, Mind blown. It's crazy how hard things were to do back in the day. For sure. I mean, I used to have to take my Casio recorder to the TV. I remember doing that to the uh, Chipmunk Adventure yeah. to get the songs from Chipmunk Adventure on my cassette was put it up to the TV to record it. Worth your time though. Cause such great. Songs. Oh, it's a nice. Love that movie. We'll talk about that on Saturday morning rewind. Cause that's a, that's an animated show. You know how dorky we're sounding right now with our music picks. <laughs> very, very, but that's okay. Uh, I mean, I think I really get more interesting with with my '90s picks, but I do too. That's um, that's when I found my not. my music. That's <laughs> when I found the music that I I still listen to now. Like I'm gonna uh, like Gravity Kills. You you probably never yeah. heard of Gravity Kills. I don't have you. I have. Well, okay. because of you. Okay, yeah. One of my favorite industrial hard rock, you know, bands out there. Uh, I love Gravity Kills. Very similar to Stabbing Westward, and probably in my top four, five favorite bands of all time. So we get we get cooler as we get older, you know. <laughs> I mean, unless you like us now, at which point you you may not like us in the future. That's but... true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> to make myself sound a little bit cooler, I was a big Christopher Cross fan. Oh man. Sailing? Were you were you sailing? <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> I got that song on my phone, so I can't talk. <laughs> but with that note, we'll be right back. <laughs> Alright, I think we're going to close out this episode talking about some of our favorite actors that we grew up loving 
back in the 80s and 90s. Um, this is a hard category. Super hard category, I think, because so many great ones, especially in those eras of 80s and 70s, 60s. Who comes to mind for yeah. you when you think of actors that you loved? Well, maybe maybe it's because we just talked about him earlier, but I can't deny you know what an influence Jim Carrey was for me at a young age, um, a probably too impressionable age. Yeah, I'm sure. I I remember I got sent home from school and my teacher's complaint was that I was acting too much like Jim Carrey. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, you know, I, I don't, I don't love him now and I don't, I mean, I have nothing against him, but it's just, it's not quite the same as it used to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was, he was a big influence on me. Yeah. I loved Jim. I loved Jim Carrey. I loved all the earlier movies I remember seeing of him and, Hilarious stuff. Man, I'm trying to think. I mean, of course, Arnold. We talked about Arnold, how uh, much of a huge impact he was and his movies were on uh, mm-hmm. on our childhood. I, I remember, like we, we both said we went to um, Christian schools. I remember even praying one time for Arnold Schwarzenegger at school. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't remember what for, but yeah, I remember praying for, <laughs> for him one time. <laughs> Oh, God, we're the coolest kids ever, man. Wow. I'm telling you right now, we are the coolest hosts <laughs> ever. No, I loved Bill Murray. Bill Murray was yeah. great for me. Bill Murray, Ghostbusters. he could do comedy, right. he could do drama, he could do anything. For sure. Yeah, Bill yeah. Murray is huge. Love all those old movies. I, don't think, I didn't watch Caddyshack or that kind of stuff till much later in life, of course. But all the ones I was able to see, Same. I, yeah. remember, I remember loving as a kid. I do remember, so one of my favorites as a kid, um, I still love this movie, uh, It's a Wonderful Life is one of my favorite movies, and I was a huge, huge Jimmy Stewart fan, still am, I still love Jimmy Stewart. I watched all the old uh, Hitchcock movies, Rear Window and um, Vertigo and all that kind of stuff as a kid. Um, Mm -hmm. Love him to death, and I remember being so young that I was so naive because I saw a recent, a, a modern time, maybe around 85-ish, of him being interviewed. And he was so old, mm. like so old. I remember breaking down and crying yeah. because there huh. was a time I didn't, I thought he still looked like It's a Wonderful Life. You know what I mean? And then I right. saw him right. modern day times, like 30 years older. It was a shock to me, man. It was a shock. Yeah, I bet so. I mean, time time is kind of meaningless when you're younger. It's yeah. like it's about when you saw it, not what it actually represents. Like I remember they did a re-release for Snow White uh, in the Seven Dwarfs in theaters when I was pretty young, and I at that time I didn't know it was the first Walt Disney picture. Yeah. You know, like I yeah. I thought it was just the one in between Beauty and the Beast and <laughs> you know or, or whatever. Whenever I saw it, Aladdin or whatever, I was just. So when I found out how old it was, I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like 100 years old now. Uh, I think a big one that might be the same for both of us kind of on that Disney train is Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis, for sure. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was, I think I loved that. I may have watched that even before Ghostbusters. I don't remember, or around the same time. Probably around mm-hmm. the same time. 
Yeah. Even though yeah. there's even though there's years apart, both of them. I think I saw them around the same time, so I fell in love with them instantly after both of those movies. Yeah, there's something so likable about him. I'm not going to say he's he's an award winning actor. No, he's he's very just likable. <laughs> he's definitely not punchable. God, that video just. If you, if you know what I'm talking about, if you don't know what I'm talking about, he was recently, probably about a month ago, somebody just, like, sideswiped him with their fist and, like, knocked him out, like, leaving the terminal in, I think it was New York. Oh, God, I just want to find that guy. What the hell, New York? I say that a lot, though. <laughs> what the hell, New York? <laughs> um, let's see. Who else? Kurt Russell, big one of mine. I love Kurt Russell. Still do. Um... He's back in those days, you know. Oh, yeah. You you had childhood Kurt Russell, which you and I both I think we both loved Disney movies back then, especially the mm-hmm. uh, animated and the the feature film live action ones, which he was a big part of. So I grew up watching him and loving him when he was a child actor. Then I watched him. What was the first thing I would have seen that he was in as an adult? It wouldn't be the thing. It wouldn't be Escape from hmm. New York. I was a little too young for those when they came out. Ah, I really don't. I do remember the first time I watched um, Overboard. It could have been Overboard, but I do have a vivid memory of the first time I watched um, Tango and Cash. Oh, that may be one of the first times I watched him. Now that was another one that I was sent to my room <laughs> during the filming of it, during the watching of it, because of Terry Hatcher's scene in the movie. But oh, right. I right, do remember right. watching that one shortly after that. Maybe they watched it and thought maybe it's not as bad as they thought. I think that's what happened. They wanted to finish watching it themselves, right. and they let me revisit it the night after or something like that. And love that movie. Love Kurt Russell. I rewatched The Thing a couple nights ago. One of my favorite horror movies of all time. I watched it. Yeah, I watched it last Saturday. I th- yeah, I think I probably watched it Halloween too. I think I did watch it Halloween. It's great. Yeah. The visual effects, oh my god. It's it beats it beats any special CG effect nowadays. Yep. And I think when I was when I was watching it, I decided that I'm gonna go as McCready for Halloween next year. Which is a character he played in nice. the thing. Because you know, I can grow yeah. the beard out. I don't have his hair, but he has that weird looking cowboy hat a couple of times during the during the shoot. I can I can wear that hat and you know, it's Montana where I live, yep. so it's more likely going to be 20 degrees or colder. So I, I can wear that right. get up, make my own little flamethrower, put that on my back, and mm-hmm. nobody's going to know who I am. I'll have a little name tag that says McCready on it. <laughs> oh, no, go. I think I should walk around with some blood samples in my hand with like a, with the um, metal thing that he sticks it with to mm-hmm. see if they're infected or not. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, d- just be careful. You don't want them thinking you're like a homeless Ghostbuster or something. Cause oh, that's true. Way. That would look like... Oh, well, either way, people <laughs> think it's cool, so I don't care. Yeah, no. yeah. You can get a wig, too. <laughs> I could get a wig. I, mean, I could. I don't know, though. Or I, or I can just but... get a hood, you know, <laughs> a hood to put over like he has when he goes outside, you know, mm-hmm. something. I don't know, but... Well, you could also do Snake Plissken relatively easily. Yeah. The eye, the eye patch helps on that one. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I'm, I'm giving you all sorts of ideas for next Halloween, man. I know you are. <laughs> and thank you. We went to Spirit Halloween last night in town. Everything's 50% off. It's pretty awesome. Mm. I was I was looking for flamethrowers. They don't have any. I got to make my own. Boo. Mm-hmm. I was told that Spirit wasn't going to open this year, but I guess they did. I just never got to go to one. Yeah. Like I said, in Montana, nothing closes in Montana, which is probably <laughs> why we have the most rapidly growing cases in the country because nobody cares. <laughs> right. Oh, the, which, which reminds me of another <laughs> actor that I can talk about right now. I loved, still do, I keep saying that because I still do, Kevin Costner movies. Right. Yeah. I was I was I was kind of wondering if you were going to say Yeah, Costner. Kevin Kevin Costner movies, man. You can't you can't deny the quality of films that man made in the 80s and early 90s. I'm I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't yeah, do quality content now because he still does with Yellowstone, but those movies, man, Robin Hood, you got Un- Untouchables, you got um Photo Dreams, you have uh Dance of the Wolves, you have what else? There's a ton more. Bodyguard. I love that movie. Waterworld. Waterworld. I don't hate that movie. I don't hate it. The po- I don't. I, I actually don't either. The Postman. <laughs> Postman, uh, which is Waterworld on land. Yep. Yes. <laughs> uh, Bull Durham, which I've never been a fan of, but I, it was filmed near me, so that's kind of yeah. Cool. I didn't watch that till later in life. It just never really interested me when I was when yeah. I was younger. Yeah. It's weird. I like baseball movies, but I don't. I, I, that one just doesn't work for me for hmm. some reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, like he was he was everywhere uh, in in the eighties and nineties. So he's a great pick. He is, and I guess I can I can say on this episode that I'm going to be filming a scene for his TV show Yellowstone. I'm gonna. I got the call on a Sunday afternoon. They want me to play a sheriff on an episode because they're filming here in my little town in, in uh, Montana. So I might have a scene with them next week, which is exciting. There you go. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't have to sign an NDA, you're good. <laughs> no, I, I, I keep looking around my room trying to find something to trigger a memory or, or, you know, it's like, uh, just think of an actor or something that I haven't mentioned because I, you know, I know. my life has been movies. Oh, I for sure. I'm having such a hard time. I know. There's so many places we can go with this episode, so many different things we can talk about. But unfortunately, that is going to do it for this episode, Gary. It went by fast, man. We hardly got any time to talk about anything. I know, but I'm off the hook for the things I didn't prepare for. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, yep, that is going to do it for this episode. Please find me online, timnidell.com. Gary, what about yourself? Uh, I am on Instagram at the real Gary Lane, not Gary Lame, Gary Lane. <laughs> you need to get Gary Lame. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a hit. It will be. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>